Hey, it's Meatball. And Mark. And this is the Rocker Morning Show on demand from 107.7 RKR. Kalamazoo's Rock Station, 107.7 RKR. Rocker Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Frankhouse. Mark, how are you, man? Good, dude. How was the weekend? It was awesome. Yeah? Yeah, buddy came in from out of town, so. Very cool. Spent the weekend with him, and yeah, just hung out, man. Show him around Kalamazoo. Yeah. Show him the ropes. Yep. See what there is to do in this crazy town. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Very cool. So, Very what nice. about you? What'd you get into? Uh, well, um, I don't know. I, I watched, um, I watched the the premiere of the XFL mm-hmm. a little bit this weekend. Did you see any of that? No, I did not check that out. It was uh, better than mediocre football, but not as good as NFL football. Gotcha. I'll, I'll put you put it like that. Was it better than first time around XFL? Uh yeah. Are you talking the Vince McMahon yeah. stuff? Yeah. Oh yeah, by a long shot. Yeah, awesome. there was no no elements of like. You know, The Rock, which actually I think The Rock was in the San Antonio game. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But he didn't come out and do the, if you smell, like he didn't do the wrestling intro type of thing. It actually feels like a real football league. That's good. um, Which was really cool. They have new rules. And I guess uh, the XFL has ties to the NFL and they they're kind of using it like a minor league scenario. Okay. Huh. Some of the guys uh, like Josh Gordon from the Browns are actually they're they're still on the team with the Browns. Yeah, but they've come down to the XFL to play in the spring in the winter hmm. in the spring to play here as well. So there are a handful of NFL guys playing in the XFL too. That maybe didn't get a lot of playing time or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was wondering what they were going to do with that because I remember when they first announced that they were bringing it back, a lot of the conversation taking place was, oh, is this going to try to give the NFL a run for its money? And I'm like, okay, listen. Yeah. You're not you're not going to take down the NFL. No. Um, I think people were kind of hoping for some kind of competitive that you element, can't, but you can't compete with it though because they're two different times of the year. So it's, right. I don't think it's necessarily a competition. I think it's an enhancement, right? You know, yeah. because there are ties. I, I think there are direct ties between the NFL and the XFL because the XFL is trying out different and new rules that mm-hmm. I think the NFL wants to implement at some point. So gotcha. the, the kickoff in particular. Okay. Um, they don't do like kick the ball and then everybody just goes running full force at the other end of the field. Yeah. They have both lines of the team on like, I think it's the 30 or the 40 yard line or something like that. And they're like 10 yards apart from each other. So the kicker kicks the ball off in his normal spot, but the two lines of people from each team don't move until the player from the other team fields the ball or touches the ball. So when he catches it, they're only 10 yards apart. They're a little further down the field. So you're not getting those like, you know, 30 mile an hour impact type yeah. of situations. Nobody's going full speed yet. So it's huh. it's definitely more interesting to watch. Gotcha. Uh, trying to catch up with those. There's some other field goal rules and stuff too. Like you can uh, you can go for extra points. Uh, one point from like five yards out, two points from 10, and then three points from 15 yards out or something like for wow. extra points. There's a whole bunch of cool, wacky rules. Some of them I think will never, ever go to the NFL. They'll stay right. in the XFL. But I think that kickoff rule is actually something the NFL is keeping an eye on. Gotcha. Huh. Because, I mean, it protects player safety, you know? Yeah, true. So I, I was I was intrigued with that for a little bit, but I was watching it through uh, glazed eyes yesterday. Uh, I, oh, boy. <laughs> I accidentally drank too much on Saturday. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> like, oops. 
It kind of. Oh, no, it fell down my throat. Ah, no, that's not, not exactly. Um, no, I uh, <laughs> I went to go meet some friends at uh, Stamped Robin, and I was just going to be there for, you know, a couple hours and hang out and say, hey, and like, all right, I'm going home. Have a good night. Yeah. I ended up just staying there chatting with people most of the night. I called another friend to come in. And when I say most of the night, I was basically there from five to when they closed at like midnight. <laughs> and the, wow. next, the next thing I know, I get my tab and I'm like, all right, cool. I'll pay out. And then I wake up the next morning. I wasn't because I had stretched this out. I think I had seven or eight drinks or something. Yeah. Spanned over six hours. So I was buzzing pretty good. Yeah. But I was not like blackout drunk or anything because uh, I don't do that anymore. Uh, I woke up and I had a headache. I wasn't like sick. I just had a headache because I was you know, dehydrated from drinking too much. Yeah. But I got the receipt for my bill was in my pocket. I pulled it out and I went, oh, my God. <laughs> there went half my tax return. Ouch. <laughs> Oh, so man, that's burning my, a hole in your wallet. Yeah, that's my alcohol budget for the rest of the month uh, and then some. Like, I don't think I'm drinking again until Oberon Day. <laughs> that might be a wise decision. <laughs> I got to move soon, man. I'm going to have some expenses. I'm going to be able to pay for that. <laughs> you mean I got to be an adult? Oh, no, I'm not okay with that. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 107.7 RKR. Rock and Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Frankhouse. Uh, Meatball, what's your favorite Dr. Seuss book? Man, um, I think it comes down to two, probably. Yeah. And they're, I mean, they're pretty standard. Uh, green eggs and ham, because I like food. Right. Uh, and then hop on pop, because I, I always wanted to do that to my dad. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I grew too big, and I can't do that anymore. I've always <laughs> loved the Lorax. Oh, the Lorax is phenomenal. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of... Some... Dan Danny DeVito is phenomenal in that movie, doing the voice for him. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so, Perfect. I mean, some of Dr. Seuss's books obviously spread a message. Yeah. Like a little bit low-key message. Oh, about yeah, stuff, yeah. But some of them, you know, were just for fun. Yeah. Uh, I found out that the Lorax apparently used to... It mentioned Lake Erie. When it was first published, it mentioned one of the Great Lakes. Hold up. Lake Erie is is canon for Dr. Seuss? Yes. No kidding. So I actually have a clip of the original cartoon that played in the 60s. Okay. And, um, oh, it was, sorry, by, I think it was like the 70s or 80s. Oh, okay, I'm not okay. really sure when this... I think a lot of, yeah, a lot of the Dr. Seuss, like, cartoons and stuff started yeah. coming out in the 50s and 60s. And, I was going to yeah. say, man, it's been a long time since I've even yeah. watched this one, but there's a clip, and it's when he's talking about the um, the hummingfish. Okay. And in the original script, in, in the book, and actually on this clip, he says, you're glumping the pond where the hummingfish hum. No more can they hum for their gills are all gummed. So I'm sending them off. Oh, their future is dreary. And then one of the hummingfish says, I hear things are just as bad up in Lake Erie. Uh, and apparently Lake Erie used to just be like straight garbage. Like well, it mean, was it, highly, it, highly polluted. It does border Ohio. So oh, there's that. Ah, uh, shots fired. Cooking them. Uh, but <laughs> it was actually apparently right around the time that this came out, there was a environmental movement. Um, it uh, for Lake Erie and the nation kind of like grouped up. They uh, they worked for years and they actually were able to clean the river of all the trash and pollutants by the mid eighties. Okay, uh, wildlife started returning to the lake. Okay, and then uh, scientists over at Stone Laboratory they wrote a letter to Dr. Seuss. Okay, 
and they were like, hey, like we, you know, <laughs> we wanted you to know that we've been doing this and yeah. things are getting better. And um, he read the letter and apparently looked over the data and was like, yeah, you're right. And so he sent him a, a letter back and he said, I'm going to remove this line about Lake Erie from all the future publications. Oh, wow. So if you buy the book now as a reprint, that won't be in there. Okay. So you'll have to have like one of the original uh, printings of the Lorax yeah. in order to see that. That's... I thought that was really interesting. He yeah. went as far as removing that completely. Well, I mean, you have to think, you know, the intent of the book was to save nature, and then they did that. Yeah. So then he, I mean... The book actually grew with the change in nature conservation, which is really cool. Yeah, exactly. So, like I said, if you want to see this clip, it's up there on the Rocker app. It's pretty sweet. I suggest watching the whole thing because it's my favorite Dr. Seuss book. Oh, that's phenomenal. That's great. What's the line? I am the Lorax. I speak for the trees. Yes. Is that, but you have to say it like Danny DeVito. I am the Lorax. I speak for the trees. You sound like Tommy. Oh, yeah, that too. And then I started blasting. It's time to turn up your dials and tune out the traffic because we're playing The Daily Five on the Rocker Morning Show. Testing the mental magnitude of your favorite morning monkeys on the radio. And now, your hosts for The Daily Five, Meatball and Mark Frank House. It is the Daily Five where Mark and I ask each other questions. The other one answers today. Mark is asking the questions. I'm answering, and I got some help on the line from Keith. How are you, brother? I'm great this morning. Awesome, Keith. Well, you know the deal. You got to help Meatball get three out of five questions correct. If you do, you're going to score him the point for the week. If not, I'll take yeah. the early one nothing advantage. But uh, I believe in you, Keith. You've been here before, so you're experienced. <laughs> you and Meatball make a good team. Let's do it. All right. Category one is in the category of food and drink. Food and drink. Yes. And uh, Meatball, this kind of figures since the, the weekend you had. Uh, which, <laughs> which of these is not a variation of the Long Island iced tea? Is it sex with Satan, Grinch piss, or Thor's hammer? Oh, my gosh. Um... <laughs> Those are some freaking names, man. Oh, my gosh. Well, I... I not very really appetizing. No, not really. That's, if I saw any of that on the menu, I'd be like, can I just have a standard old-fashioned? Like, that sounds good to me. I'm just going to leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like sex with Satan would be like a, a, a take on sex on the beach, right? Like, that seems like... That seems like a, a more likely variation of that one. Thor's hammer. I mean, Long Island iced teas are nothing but alcohol. So, I mean, that the whole point of a Long Island iced tea is for you to have a night where you barely remember things. Right. So, I think Thor's hammer is one of those where it's like it's like a hammer hitting you in the face. I think that's one of those. I am torn between the first two, Keith. What do you think? Uh, let's go with the devil. The devil? Sex with Satan? Yeah, let's go with sex with Satan. Final answer. All right. Sex with Satan oh. is a uh, variation. Grinch piss is when you use Midori Ugh. instead of Coca-Cola. So All Thor's right. hammer is actually not a variation. Of oh, that. okay, so, okay. Well, done. I well, know. I don't really want to drink any of those, right. to be quite honest. Ah. All right, question number two in the category of animals. Okay. Which is the most abundant of the following species on Earth? Is it domestic chickens, humans, or cattle? That's interesting. We're at, are we at seven 
7 trillion or 8 trillion people now? We have crossed the threshold of... Eight? I think eight. Okay. I don't know. I've got a feeling there's a, a few chickens for every pe- person out there. That's definitely where my brain was going to. There's a lot of cattle, though, too, man. But, if, yeah, I, I, chickens seem to be the most abundant anywhere. Like, it doesn't matter where you go in the world. Somebody's got a, a chicken coop or something to that effect. So, I... If, if 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 you're going the same way I am, Keith, I think I'm feeling that same thing. I think I'm going with chickens. I'm feeling kind of chicken, so let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, final answer. Yeah. All right, you got it. Yes, yeah. uh, eighteen point six billion chickens. Oh roughly. my gosh. Uh, eight billion people. A one, billion. I said trillion. I meant billion. Right. Uh, one point five, roughly, uh, billion cattle. So. Wow. All right. Two. Questions in your one for one. So now you got some wiggle room, guys. All right, all right. Uh, it's in the category of history, okay? okay? When Israel was formed in the 1940s, who was offered the presidency? Was it Albert Einstein, Mohandas Gandhi, or Clark Gable? <laughs> what? Seriously? Wow. Uh, I, I doubt it was Mahatma Gandhi, because I don't believe he was Jewish. <laughs> uh, Clark I didn't think Clark Gable was Jewish either. Man, that one's out of left field. That one feels way out of left field. I mean, that seems extremely out of left field. I think the obvious answer is Albert Einstein, but that doesn't always apply in these questions. (laughs) Right. It's either like super obvious or it's the one you would never, ever, ever imagine it being. Um... They were originally offered the presidency in the 1950s. How old Albert Einstein was getting up there in age by the 50s, yeah? I think uh, Israel was trying to have credibility, so I think I'd go with Einstein. Yeah, it seems like the smart decision to make. (laughs) Um, Yeah, let's go with Albert Einstein, final answer. It was Albert Einstein, and he turned it down. Well, clearly. So, right. (laughs) All right. Hey, you guys got two questions. Clark Gable. I know. I tried throwing you off with that one. I was like, maybe he got it. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Frankly, you guys didn't give a damn. Uh, Question number four (laughs) is general knowledge. Oh, this one's fun. All right. The world's tallest married couple was Anna Haining Swan and Martin Van Buren Bates. What was their combined height? Was it 14 feet 0.6? So 14 feet 6 inches. 6 inches, okay. 15 feet 3 inches or 15 feet 8 inches. So 14.6, that puts them on average at what, 7 foot 3? Yes. Not terrible. What what year was this? Or do you have a... a, There's no year. year? Okay. Yeah. It's not terribly uncommon to find seven feet, uh, people who are seven feet tall anymore. I mean, it, it is, but not. it's not out of the the norm like it used to be. What were the other ones? 15 I, what? 15-3 and 15-8. 15-3 and 15-8. I think I've seen pictures of this couple, okay. and I think the gentleman was over eight feet tall. That's kind of... If you're going to be amongst the I, tallest in the world, I think, yeah, eight I will, feet. I will say, just for clarification, uh-huh. neither of them were over eight feet. Okay. Okay. That makes it more difficult. It makes me oh, it, was, it makes me think if there's an average. This I, was in, sorry, I didn't You're fine. No, you're out. good. This, this record was set in 1868. Oh, wow. So okay. I, I, you know, I felt like digging up a little bit extra context for you guys. On yeah, this. I appreciate that. Um... 
You know what? Okay, so with it being that long ago and neither one of them going past eight feet, I have to imagine, you said you've seen the photo of this, right, Keith? Well, I thought I did, but I don't know if they'd have a photo from them. Right. Oh, man. He Okay, he's not over eight feet tall, which means they're closer in average, but I would imagine she's still quite a bit shorter yeah. than him because yep. that just typically is the way it is. Neither of them were over eight feet. I'm, I'm going to go with the low end of this, actually, Keith. I think that's a good guess. Yeah, let's go with uh, let's go with the fourteen. Uh, fourteen point fourteen point six. Oh, oh man. I I will tell middle, you, middle of the road. Anna was taller than Martin. Wow. Okay. She was seven foot eleven inches. Martin was seven foot nine inches. Okay. Fifteen point eight. Okay. Wow. Isn't All that right. crazy? Yeah. No kidding. Man, those are some gymungular humans. No problem seeing the stage at a concert. Well, hey. Man, we're starting Monday off intensely, and we come down to the last question. Yeah. It is in the realm of entertainment. I dig it. Let's go. The first toilet ever seen on a television <laughs> show was from what show? Was it Leave It to Beaver, The Dick Van Dyke Show, or The Munsters? Oh, wow. The first toilet ever seen on television. What was the show? I Like, part of me thinks... You want to go later on this one because it was very taboo to show a toilet on television. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's where you do the unmentionable business, you know, that kind of stuff. But leave it to Beaver having a kid. And I remember as a kid wanting to flush stuff down the toilet all the time. Like that just seems like something that would be a plot line and leave it to Beaver. Not so much the Munsters, not so much Dick Van Dyke. Although it would be funny on Dick Van Dyke. Uh, Keith, uh, any any ideas here? Well, I was thinking both the Leave It to Beaver and Dick Van Dyke were about the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would have thought they'd had the same restrictions in place. Ooh, so I would point. I would go with the Munsters. That's a great point, actually. Um, yeah, I, let's let's roll with that one. I, I like that mentality. Let's go with uh, the Munsters. Munsters, final answer. Yeah. It was Leave It to Beaver. Oh, dang it. Oh, no. Oh, man. That is a hard. Sorry, no, no, you're fine, Keith. I, the, the logic was sound. I was with you, man. I was. Uh, I thought you guys were on the track, but man, it always. Whenever it comes down to question five, it's always intense. You guys yeah. did a great job with the <laughs> questions today. I got to hand it to you, Keith. We're gonna hook you up with these uh, donuts and tickets to see something rotten at the Center Stage Theater this week, my friend. Okay. Well, thank you, guys. You're hey. very welcome. Thank you for playing, Keith. Good start to the week. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 107.7 RKR Rock Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Frankhouse. All right, March 4th. It's coming up, man. We're yes. getting really, really close to uh, Why Not. It's going to be a good time, man. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Yeah, Why Not's going to be a lot of fun. Again, uh, we've been talking about this for a minute. $50 gets you in the door, and uh, it's going to be fun. It's a little bit different than prior years. Again, uh, $50, a little bit more expensive for the ticket before, but you're actually going to save money mm-hmm. because you won't have to buy extra sampling tickets. It's unlimited sampling for three hours. So, and you can come either during the day or during the evening. So we got one to four or uh, maybe six to nine. It, uh, that definitely would have come in handy for me this past weekend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's the great thing about this ticket is, uh, you get it, you get in the door and you're not paying for the extra drink tickets or anything like that. Like there's no worries about any other strain to the wallet or, or, or something to that effect. 
You know? Yeah. You just walk in the door with your ticket and boom, you're good to go. Try all of them that you want. I was going to say, if you want a sample for free too, I would suggest volunteering. Yes. Uh, You can do that at whynotkalamazoo.com. And uh, we're going to be, actually, I think we're messaging, I think we're emailing all the volunteers today uh, with all the information Mm -hmm. because we've already started setting up the schedule for Why Not. So, again, if you want to get down on that, uh, hang out, do some porn with Meatball and myself, and uh, we'll have a good time at Why Not. We're only a couple weeks away, man. I'm stoked for this. Yeah. More details on how you can get involved if you want to be a volunteer, if you want to be a vendor. Uh, And then also information on those safe driving tickets to get you home as well. Uh, You can get those over at WRKR.com and on the Rocker app. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 107.7 RKR Rocker Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Frankhouse. All right. We've established before when we've talked about this, my folks are both band directors. They're retired now. Right. Uh, but I grew up in band, playing band, in band, um, and I played the trumpet. Nice. At one point, you know, I was looking for colleges to go to, and, um, you know, I was looking at the bands because I still wanted to be involved. Uh, you know, music was still going to be a big part of my career at that point. Yeah. So I started looking around at the different bands and stuff and, and landed, you know, where I did in Northwest Oklahoma. Yep. I wish somebody had shown me what Michigan Tech is doing with their trumpets. Their trumpet section? Yeah. Literal flame-throwing trumpets. I saw this somewhere and I couldn't I did I couldn't remember where I had seen it. And then when you brought it up, I yeah. was like that is from Michigan. Yes. Oh my gosh. So, Michigan Tech up there in that's a Marquette, right? Up in it's in the Upper Peninsula. It I is think? in the yeah. UP. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, up there kind of in the Keweenaw Peninsula. Um they uh, they have flame throwing trumpets. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, How do they do that? So uh, it's an engineering school. So you obviously engineers are like, hey, I don't need to build this, but I kind of want to. Right. And some of them were in the band, and they thought, you know, what would be cool? It's just a flame throwing trumpet. So. So they they can't track down when exactly this started, but there's an associate professor that said when he was there in 2012, they already had them. So somewhere, uh, probably slightly prior to 2012 is when it started. Gotcha. And since then, huh. they've just progressively had more and more students like add to it. So they're up to four flamethrowing trumpets now. Each one of the guys playing the horns kind of designs their own. So some of them have a pilot light that lights the flame. Some of them have like a shutoff valve up on the valves on the horn. Uh, they have different deliveries of the the fuel that shoots the fire out. Some of them can shoot longer flames than other ones. Like it is the hottest thing. I, I hesitate to say the coolest thing because like seriously, one of the coldest schools in the state of Michigan, if not right. the entire country. And they have one of the hottest commodities in their pet band and it is amazing i want to see like a full orchestra of flaming <laughs> instruments the flaming tubas i oh, want to see tubas would be amazing. i want to see a flaming triangle player <laughs> just have the triangle on fire ding <laughs> just light the whole orchestra on fire at it's that like point. a drum kit on fire that'd be awesome i've seen that actually there's a wow. guy there's a guy on tiktok that lights his uh, drum sets on fire and plays them <laughs> um He's not from Michigan, though. Right. So that's, yeah. But yeah, if you're if you're looking for, like, if you're a music person and you're looking for a cool place to go, Michigan Tech seems pretty awesome. And it's not like, they're not like a super strict marching band or anything, because I think there's video of them marching or, or 
They don't call it marching. They call it meandering. Meandering. Okay. <laughs> uh, them meandering through like a winter parade up there. And it, it's it, very clear that the trumpets are in the front of the band because Lord knows you don't want to catch a whole bunch of flute players on fire. Yeah, that probably isn't the best idea. <laughs> um, I, I question, though, why they haven't done other instruments, too. Like, why just the trumpets? Right. I mean, I know trumpet players because I am one. We're a little mischievous and a little over the top and... Our brains are broken in ways that, you know, other horn players yeah. are not. But <laughs> I was going to say, put it in the tuba. Might Dude, be a giant flame. Flame-throwing tubas would be amazing. Flame-throwing trombone, you know? Yeah. You, the higher the note it goes, it shoots out further, you know? I was going to say, you could, you could probably light a bonfire with a tuba. <laughs> Tubas might send somebody into space. <laughs> Don't point that at the ground. You'll end up in the stratosphere. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 107.7 RKR. Rock and Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Frank House. Well, Mark, uh, we're like a week and some change, I think, away now. We're eight days yeah. uh, away from March. And uh, that means shenanigans are afoot for basketball lovers. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a big one, man. This is, this is a crunch time. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Rocker is giving you a shot at becoming a millionaire. Cha-ching! By picking the ultimate bracket with the million dollar bracket challenge. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can get pre registered right now on the 1077 RKR app and to WRKR.com. And uh, yeah, March 13th, mm-hmm. you can uh, start making your predictions which teams will go all the way. The perfect bracket pays you a million bucks. Even if it's not the perfect bracket, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you pick a really good one, you could still win some big time cash. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the cool thing is, it's absolutely free. Yeah. You don't even have to put money on it. Yeah. I'm looking to see kind of like who might be making, uh, locally, who might be making the the finality of the year for NCAA. Yeah. Uh, Michigan and Michigan State are both 9-7 and seven and 8-7, and seven, so probably on the bubble. Yeah. <laughs> In that regard. Yeah. But, I mean, I know Northwestern's up there, 11-5. and five. Um Big Ten's got some schools that could pop in there. So you might be able to put them on this bracket and, you know, feel lucky. Man, weird things have happened. Oh, for in sure. In this tournament. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it is crazy. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> there, there are just some long shots, but some of them come through, man. And it's wild to be thinking, too, here we are February 20th, and this whole thing does start up in the month of March. But, like, I mean, that's a little over a week away. So yeah. it's very quick. So you've got your opportunity to get in there and fill everything out now and get started on it at least. And a chance to win a million bucks, man. I'm down for that. Yeah. It's our million dollar bracket challenge. Get pre-registered right now on the 107.7 RKR app. Kalamazoo's Rock Station 107.7 RKR. Rock and Morning Show with Meatball. And Mark Frankhouse. Meatball, you have a chance to live like a uh, fat cat. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm down for that. Mm. Yes. You know it. Lifestyles of the rich and famous indeed. Um found out that the National Car Wash right down the street is for sale. Oh, really? Yes. All right. You could live that Hollywood lifestyle by owning your very own car wash, Meatball. <laughs> now, what? don't get me wrong. It's not all glitz, glamour, fanfare, and caviar dreams. Okay? <laughs> it's actually a lot of work to to own a car wash. Right, right. You got to pretty... Well, especially that one down there. I think it was... I think it was like this winter... Um, Dude who owned it was like out there doing his own maintenance and stuff okay. out there. So, yeah, it's it's pretty tough to to run one of these. But thirty thousand dollars will score you 
This uh, car wash. It's the Whoa. one on Gall Road. It's a national uh, national car wash off Gall Road there. It's right down the street from the station. $300,000. Um, $300,000. Nice. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, quite expensive. But they have it listed right now if you want to check it out. Um, yeah, it's at 2425 Gall Road. You guys probably have recognized this. But it could be a huge investment, right? Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, you know, it's I don't know what goes into owning a car wash. Like, I, like well, water, how you, water and soap. Water and soap, definitely. <laughs> um, I know that for sure. Uh, money, yes. you need that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know where but you, you get should products be, from or yeah, you should be rolling in. I can't do a good, I can't do his voice or whatever. Oh, Robin Leach. Robin Leach. I can't, I can't do a good one, but I yeah. mean, you should be rolling in it, you know, for something like that, especially up here. Everyone's got to wash their cars with all the yep. salt and everything out there. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but yeah, don't get it twisted though. Owning a car wash isn't eating oysters and sipping the finest champagne. You actually got to do some stuff. <laughs> When you're not on your brand new yacht. Right, right. Up there on the Rocker app, check it out right now. If you want to be one of the Hollywood famous elite. (laughs) What are you laughing at? Thank you for joining us. I'm Robin Leach with those champagne wishes and caviar dreams. We all look forward to joining you on the next edition of Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Kalamazoo's Rock, Station 107.7 RKR, Rock and Morning Show with me, Paul. And Mark Frankhouse. So when you think about surfing, you're probably not thinking much about the Great Lakes. Um, there's a little bit, you know, but most people, you know, wait until summer. Yeah. It's warm to go do that. Uh, there's two guys from Cleveland, Ohio that don't wait until the summer. In fact, they prefer to do it in the winter. No, no, um, no, no. Yeah. I Sa- cannot believe people do this, dude. Sam and Caleb... Um, Skelton live in Cleveland, Ugh. and in the winter, I mean they've they've gone surfing all over the world. Like they've been Hawaii, California, right. Atlantic, all that. But they love just basically going out their back door in Cleveland during the winter and going and surfing Lake Erie when it's like the the colder the better for both for both of them. Uh, um, no, <laughs> it is it's insane. I can't do that, man. But, I could not. But let me just tell you, as as somebody who has long-ish hair mm-hmm. and a beard. Like, I envy these guys' ice beards and hair when they go out uh, surfing. I mean, it looks awesome. It looks incredible. But <laughs> I've fallen in a frozen body of water before, and yeah. uh, nah, well, I have no interest in going back again. So these guys do something called cold submerging or cold plunging and cold therapy. Okay. So they actually, on a regular basis, subject themselves to, like, tubs of ice water and stuff, and they'll sit there for minutes, I, 30 minutes at a time, you know, stuff like that. I was going to say, like, you'd almost have to in order to yep. condition your body to go through that. So the the idea behind, like, cold plunging and stuff is that it, it helps with joint pain, you know, recovering after sports and things of that nature. Right. It also improves your mood. It helps with blood circulation. It, it's got some therapeutic elements to it. Right. But these guys do it enough that the cold doesn't really bother them anyway. Um, not a fan of Frozen. Well, they are a fan of Frozen, actually, because of their hair. Um, but they do this on a regular basis. So there's actually a video up on the Rocker app of them doing a cold plunge in this, like, water trough in the back of their house. But it's so cold, the top of it froze open, so they had to cut a hole with a chainsaw so they could get in the tub. <laughs> no! 
hell no. Again, have fun with that, but no thank you. But it is so cool. These guys um, have also inspired a brewery in Ohio to create a beer for them called Chill Wave. And it's like this artist rendering of them surfing Lake Erie. The photos of these guys, though, coming out of the water, like I am seriously envious of, I, I can't get over the ice beards and the ice hair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in fact, if you do go look at this article, one of the first videos from their TikTok is him. It's I think it's Caleb trying to get his uh, hood off from his scuba gear and stuff yeah. from his from his wetsuit. He can't get it over his hair because it's so frozen. Uh. And then there's another one of him that I mean, <laughs> it looks like. It looks like he's an abominable snowman. He's just covered in ice and snow. It's hilarious. I just, I'm sorry, bro. I, I <laughs> Listen, you can do that. Congratulations. The world's proud of you. Um, I'm proud of you. I don't, I don't want to be near you. I don't want to ne- be near a human ice cube. Like I said, I got, I'm still traumatized from falling in the freaking lake, man. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't know how they do it. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure you telling them, though, what they're doing is stupid, though, Mark. They don't like that. Well, you know, I, yeah. Face facts, bro. <laughs> it's kind of cold to you. Wow.